like read a set amount of like capital before you before you sign up yeah although it's cool if you do yes yes so for folks who are interested in, in joining up i know you mentioned that there's a few different committees already but are there f- ways folks can like tune in either if they're local or yeah i mean we have lots of there any any sort of direct like actions and stuff we undertake well, a lot of them are are pretty much like open to the public it's not necessarily like you can't come do um some sort of public work unless you're a member of dsa just Mm -hmm. because we're spearheading the action itself um so i mean the easiest thing is just to follow us on social media we're always constantly talking about ways to get plugged in for example you know one of the things that we tried to do is we did when when local two uh the hotel workers union went on the marriott strike um one of the things we tried to do to get dsa to show up for local two um was a uh uh, it was like a first timers strike challenge. So mm-hmm. we're like, let's try to get 20 first time strikers. Those are picket line supporters this yeah. week or whatever. Um, it's just, and th- that actually was really effective in getting people to come out and DSA people even like adopted uh, a, one picket line somewhere in soma um it, but we go to we go to other ones but it was great because you know people like a lot of people had never been on a picket line before mm-hmm. and they're going to be on a lot more picket lines before things are before things get better so yeah um but yeah but yeah i think we've always tried to be open in that way and get people to engage with whatever makes them feel what, what makes them feel comfortable but also what makes them feel uncomfortable right like but um and i think as long as we do that hopefully you know we'll continue we'll continue making an impact but yeah dsa it, of course we're constantly going to have to like we're living under capitalism and we're living in a democratic machine city mm-hmm. we have to constantly you know be skeptical of ourselves and evaluate evaluate what we're doing but um i think having that strategy of openness but also of doing a lot of community solidarity work with marginalized communities with marginalized groups all over the city and and rooting rooting our coalition building in that i think that's i think that's the way to go and i think hopefully that'll that means we can get a lot more done in the next year yeah yeah well, i'm looking forward to seeing what's next yeah well there's lots again we have so many committees yeah there's always something going on at our office we're at 3 350 alabama street not too far from mutiny radio actually um but if you follow yeah follow us on social media on facebook or twitter democratic socialist america san francisco um i think we're dsa underscore sf on twitter um but the, we're always posting stuff that people can go to and get involved in and there's something going there's like 10 things going on every day so uh, excellent yeah cool well i'm happy to you know share uh, events in the future too awesome awesome yeah. yeah yeah anything else you'd like to share um no i was just gonna say yeah i mean i'm sure i'm sure your listeners probably are preaching to the choir but yeah i mean yeah, it's 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 definitely a dark time but i'm really 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 heartened and amazed by all of the work that dsa has done not just ballot ballot measures but like actual like base building and organizing you know helping like like helping organize around in, in Bayview, helping complexes like Midtown and the Fillmore, um, which is something I work on a lot from mm-hmm. like, you know, trying to help them support them and not being demolished by the city. Yeah. Um, which they're not being demolished by the city, but the next push is they deserve cooperative ownership. But there, there's always, there's so many things that like are in my head right now that I'm not even mentioning, you know, um, the Lynetic strike, like helping or the you know, local two strike or helping, you know, uh, like the like unionized tech workers who got fired or, um, 
a labor solidarity yeah labor solidarity tenant organizing abolitionist organizing you know um showing up against like shitty police policies um there's pretty much any anything you want to do in dsa um you can pretty much do it so that's an excellent plug yeah yeah cool and you mentioned uh the tech workers organizing getting fired can you speak more a bit a- yeah, about yeah, that? yeah. So um, there was so Lenetics was the name of the company or Lanetics, and maybe I'm saying it wrong. But um, some of their engineers tried to unionize. They basically fired them all. They won. They won a lawsuit. Um, but you know, I think uh, a bunch of DSA folks like sort of marched in, in protest to them in solidarity with Tech Workers Coalition, mm-hmm. um, trying to sort of defend their right to organize. You know, again, like it's. It, tech workers are incredibly and I used to, I used to be one so that's why I'm saying this but you know the idea of tech workers like there's so little labor solidarity in that sector mm-hmm. and I honestly think that if there were more labor solidarity between tech workers that maybe they would start to under have a little more solidarity with folks outside of the tech industry yeah right it's they're very like it's very atomized like being a tech worker in like Silicon Valley in the Bay Area you're very sort of transient like you're here for a few years maybe you get relocated to Seattle you're not really invested in your community mm-hmm. um and, and again there are tech workers who are the exception but they're the exception that proves the rule right including like the folks at tech workers coalition who are amazing you're starting to see more stuff there with like the google walkout etc yeah. etc um i think some one of the organizers of google walkout just quit this week because google absolutely did not <laughs> do shit um well, you're starting to see that more but uh, the reason i the reason i'm hopeful about stuff like that is that I actually I really do think that when you start to when you start to like practice and build solidarity at even the smallest level like I think you it does make you a lot more aware of what's going on at a much bigger level um which hopefully I think as someone who works in does a lot of anti-gentrification solidarity work with DSA is a lot of what like what I do personally um it is I think incredibly important because a lot of people just do not fucking get it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, and I was also thinking recently about the that Google was I think I forget how many billions of dollars that they are keeping offshore, like in Bermuda oh, or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. which is not a surprise. And then it's also thinking about how uh, Muni could be totally f- not only could workers from Muni get raises, but like Muni could be free for everyone if oh, these tech God. companies paid their taxes, or if yeah, or if we could tax the seventy billionaires that live in the walls of San borders of San Francisco alone. Yeah, that was. I mean, yeah, the, the Muni, I mean, as you know, like we actually in our labor history class, we were both in together, the, the head of the Muni workers union or drivers union was there in, in there as well. And like hearing from him was just like really, really illuminating, especially because I, even I, I tend, obviously I like to think I'm aware of this, of shit like this, but I did not realize how little Muni drivers were getting paid even like and it's absolutely squarely on like the responsibility of you know the guy the supervisor at the time in 2010 who's now coming back as mayor breed's chief of staff sean mm. ellsburn and then spur which is like this urbanist think tank yeah has a lot of cachet in like you know we're like we talk about housing and equitable development and stuff like that and you know like it's like it's like and you know they're like the policy they have this very shiny reputation as a policy think tank they have these like lavish parties and everything like panels and stuff like that like yeah they have like a really sweet setup they get a lot of money it's coming i believe some of it comes from developers but anyway um but the spur and ellsburn like put this ballot measure forward in 2010 and they've they've 
they lied. They lied to people. They told people with this proposition, they were like, listen, like it's a recession and the muni workers are getting a raise and no one else was getting a raise. Mm -hmm. And they said, that's not fair. So that's how they marketed it. And the muni, um, the raises, the pay raises were basically baked into the city charter, which other public sector union workers raises weren't. But the muni workers union was like, we're fine with taking it out of the charter. So that's not really what it was. They were saying, oh, they were trying to like basically say, oh, it's a recession. Everyone's suffering, but these guys are suffering slightly less. So let's make them suffer as much as the rest of us. And, you know, they promised Spur, you know, being like the transit wonk, you know, think tank, whatever the fuck. Or like, oh, there's this community's gonna flourish. You're gonna see so much new service, etc. We're we're gonna have a but we're gonna get out of a budget hole, and everything will be like it's gonna be amazing. And they sold it that way, and they sold it on the point that oh, it's not fair that the these guys get a raise guaranteed in the city charter, and no one else does. Um, and even though that's not the part that they objected to, the part that the unions correctly objected to was that they put in all of these provisions and like that that were like you have to accept forced private arbitration and all this bullshit, which is what they really wanted to do. Like, they wanted to crush unions or whatever. I mean, and it passed. And since then, it's been harder and harder. Like, they just shoved this private arbitration down muni workers' throats to the point Mm -hmm. where, like, if you're a muni driver, you can't, you, you get paid, like, $36,000. You don't get paid the full salary you're supposed to make until like, I think it was like, it used to be 18 months and now it's five years. And like, that's how it went from, from 2010 to 2018. And it's absolutely related to that, to that stuff. And you know, this guy is back in the mayor's office. Mm -hmm. Spur is like, you know, with the rise of the, the Yimby, you know, quote unquote movement or whatever. Um, if they still have as much cash, they have as much access to the halls of power as they've ever had. Um, they have as much money as they ever had. And like, you know, for, for the leading voice on housing and transit, some sort of ostensibly independent think tank, like they absolutely should be held to account for the like absolute malfeasance. Like we're seeing muni shortages, like we've never seen before because there's no incentive for a driver to live in San Francisco. Right. Right. And, do all of that work, um, which is a really hard job. Um, and you know, people, there's no, the retention's gone down, all of that's gone down. And it's, it's because of it. it's a classic union busting, but mm-hmm. it's like classic union busting from like sort of the, the people like occupying the mayor's office and the people who are supposedly the experts on housing and transit policy. And like, yeah, they, they absolutely like not enough, you know, when I was researching this stuff, I, I was just like flabbergasted by like reading about what this campaign was like. And you know, they, they should absolutely because it's it's the now that's 2019 and the muni drivers uh, all the public sector unions contracts are up mm-hmm. and Sean Ellsburn as as mayor Breed's chief of staff is going to be the guy who's going to be negotiating with them so i mean that's something that i think we all have to be on high alert on because you know if they tried to screw private work private or public sector workers once they'll absolutely do it or all the time yeah. you know the sort of chamber of commerce sf association of realtors moderate sort of loose or not loose but like you know kind of formation that's been there through all of san francisco's history like they're gonna they're absolutely gonna try that shit again um and like we definitely have to be on red alert but yeah as as someone who's personal like interests or like someone whose issue is housing mm-hmm. um and and transit it's like absolutely <laughs> fucking nuts to me that these people are still running around scot-free um after after being entirely responsible for like a, basically a public transit death spiral yeah 
in a city whose population has been steadily growing. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I, I lived in New York for a while and hearing about what's happening with the subway there. And it's different since, since the MTA is more of a monopoly. Um, right. But it's still, it's just, you can really see the the rise in the, the ride sharing, I would say, in quotation marks. Right, you know, Those right. private companies yeah. uh, being made to be alternatives to uh, public transit when public transit has been around for so much longer and which is yeah and it, I mean I wonder how much like those all of those like Uber and Lyft and stuff like they're all of their rides are subsidized by gobs and gobs and gobs of venture capital money I think they someone said every Uber ride is subsidized by 40% wow by venture capital money they don't even like that people are like yeah like people, let's defend Uber and Lyft and everything it was like for all obviously their labor practice are shit and they help drive drivers into debt and all of that stuff too but it's extra funny to me because I'm like even if you're like the most pro like tech guy capitalist whatever like they don't turn a profit like they're literally just they just soak up money like uber most of all but yeah i i just always think that's funny it was like same thing with this company like amazon amazon's never turned a profit like right like it's just um so i'm saying even if you're like this big capitalist whatever guy and you're like you can't even like all you're like justifying these behemoths who exploit their workers and don't even like Return, return a profit like they're like why uh, yeah I, it's just amazing what they what they overlook but yeah I mean going back to the public transit thing like it's absolutely there is a there and especially for you know if you're a woman for example or like if you just in any any group where you might feel unsafe at a certain place at mm-hmm. night or something like by yourself waiting at a bus stop for like 45 minutes for a bus you know then you're going to be like I'm going to take an Uber yeah. or a Lyft home that's yeah. a totally rational decision to make I think Joe Fitz from the Examiner reported on it recently where he called it the the pink tax mm-hmm. um, and that's a real thing but it's not the muni driver's fault it's the people it's the people who are actually in charge of, of our city government and the fact that the, the people who are responsible for that decision are back after eight years like does not make me feel confident um it makes me feel like we're probably going to need to bring more attention to this issue and, and and kind of stand with the muni workers and fight them this year but yeah i'm excited i always like yelling at people i wouldn't be in dsa otherwise that's great i have the urge to yell at people and i mostly yell into the microphone so i appreciate folks who well you can always show up and it's good to yell at people in numbers yeah oh that i do feel better that's true i guess i just i don't do it on my own but i do it uh, yeah yeah i did i did yell at one and breathe through a bullhorn oh wow this year which was i don't think she was happy about it so but otherwise i also do most of my yelling in groups Mm mm-hmm can be very cathartic yeah it can be yeah and i also just want to do a brief mention or plug for homemobiles which has been a a ride service that's been around for a while and that's for uh, queer folks who are looking for rides and it's donation based oh that's awesome yeah it was it was created before lyft and uber and all those and their idea was kind of taken really i did not know that yeah damn so yeah lenny breedlove from uh tribe eight was one of the folks who created it and was really just making sure that there are folks who oftentimes especially like leaving late coming home from you know bars or clubs especially if, if folks are you know sometimes their folks are in drag or, or not oh that's um, awesome so it's providing safe rides for people okay um, not based on income or any of that all right i'm definitely gonna plug that everywhere yeah homemobiles yeah awesome cool great well uh, if there's anything else you'd like to to share before we we haven't cut time so no it's a fuck capitalism that's <laughs> yeah indeed that's one of the themes of the show on every show is is fuck capitalism and how do we create the world without it yep. 
so working on it indeed <laughs> well thanks so much for being here awesome thanks for having me yeah of course and feel free to come back and also uh invite other dsa folks anytime Great. there'll be a lot more of us soon yay looking forward to it mm-hmm. all right so we're gonna play some more music and we'll be wrapping up the show in just a bit uh stay tuned living on channels <laughs>
welcome back to the weekly review. We are we are finishing up the show. Big thank you to Shanti Singh for coming in and speaking about the work of the uh, DSA in San Francisco, as well as a lot of other organizations that are taking part right now and have been taking part in 2018. If you'd like more information, <laughs> uh, please check out dsasf.org. Again, DSA sf.org there's also dsa chapters around the country so if you are living outside the bay area there may be one near you also you can follow dsasf on twitter as well and their twitter handle is at dsa underscore sf we'll be back next week with another show more information and more music. Thanks again so much for listening in. There are shows here seven days a week at Mutiny Radio, every day of the week. If you're interested in having a show here of your own, please contact Pam, who's a station director. You can find that all that information at mutinyradio.fm. Come here, have a show of your own. It's totally open, free speech. We also do space rentals here as well. So if that's something you're interested in, to do a live broadcast or a concert or a poetry reading or a fundraiser or anything, we even have a we have a projector here, I believe. So you can also do a screening here. That's also a possibility. Please do get in touch. Thanks so much for the folks who contribute uh, regularly regularly to the show. We have a Patreon that's up at patreon.com forward slash weekly rev. Super grateful for all the folks who contribute. Uh, if you're interested, again, the Patreon is patreon.com forward slash weekly rev. The funds go to pay for the dues for the show and uh, keeps the doors open. Really appreciate all the folks who help out. Also, thanks to the listeners out there. Thanks to the folks living your lives. It's not easy. There's a lot of things to be frustrated and angry about. And at the same time, there are so many beautiful things that are happening right now and amazing people out there in the world. So thanks for doing what you do and thanks for listening in. And I believe Women's Magazine with Global Val and Common Thread Collective will be back next week. And if you're interested in checking out any archive shows, we have them at mutinyradio.fm. We've got archives of shows that are currently on the air, shows that were previously on the air. And I believe there will be some other... We have also another set of archives that will be uploaded at some point. That would be great. So thanks again for listening. And I will uh, share another B-52 song with you all, playing quite a few songs here off uh, Cosmic Thing their 1989 release and this song is uh, at the end of the album and it's called follow your bliss so hope everyone is able to follow your bliss this week and take care everyone
tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF.
yeah. Welcome. Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5. Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Bender's is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive. Hey, we're recording again. Uh, we're here at the Parkside. The and we're getting ready for the rad part, the last rad part of tonight. You guys have listened to War Bison and Murphy's Law, and now we're very excited.
shit, there's dual, there's dual sound checking. Oh man, how fun is this? Not my job. Thank you. 
commercials. We have nothing going on with any ad pack. We are the smallest, but the best. We get a lot of downloads, but we don't get all those downloads. And we have nothing to do with FCC regulation. We just have a lot of fun, and we're a
around you 500 people. Because we play what? Our worst scenario, we played Oregon once on a fucking Tuesday night and there were 70 people there. So we want to thank Murphy's Law for bringing all the good luck and all the good people.
York are coming out this Sunday night support and sing. Thank you very much. Give yourselves a hand. Thank you so much. Much appreciated.
Don't sue us in the club. War Bison! War Bison! If the security opens the door, you guys make it outside, alright?
You sound great. Hey, America. I don't have headphones because... Um, we can't figure out what's wrong. We are so broke that we had to sell my headphones uh, just to be able to afford the abundant amount of candles we have to have to sustain and ourselves. And it's too many. <laughs> Frankly, Perry, that is deeply insulting. Um, Ew, I just made the grossest sound into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that, America? <laughs> Um, today we thought we'd talk about family stories. Oh, but I had a preamble. Go preamble. I, do you remember when we <laughs> drank wine recently? Very I recently? spelled yeah, very recently. I spilled wine on these leggings and I picked them up <laughs> off the floor and realized <laughs> and now I realize that um they still have the wine. I never washed them. I love you. You see, that's nice because um, halfway through the podcast, when I get tired, I can just suck the wine <laughs> off of the upholstery of your pants. Yeah, that get a little, get a little, little buzzy. buzz. It's ten oh one a.m. and it's time to get crunk. I mean, it's ten a.m. somewhere, and the answer is here. <laughs> so it's time to get fucked up, people. Um. Hey, could I ask you to hand me my coffee? Oh my god, Is yes. that possible? Absolutely. Thank you so much. Do you have anything to say at the beginning? Um, yeah. Yeah. What's up, baby girl? It's freaking me out because I don't have headphones on. I'm like, how do I... Um, if you could get closer to the mic, maybe. Because your mic is all the way up. Oh, is she really? Yeah, I'll turn myself down. Bam. Oh, don't even worry. Okay, um, you're good. Yes. Perfect. So actually, I don't have a preamble. I'm just really hyped about these family stories because... Oh, your family is so fucking odd. <laughs> Take it from me, America. I come from odd stock. Strange yeah. stock. Yeah. But, you know, you're doing great. <laughs> See, that's what people tell me, but they say it with this little glint in their eye that makes me feel like it's... Um, <laughs> There's not as true. Just a little twinkle of twinkle of doubt. Ingenuine, <laughs> ingenuosity. Ingenuosity is actually the word that I wanted to say. I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> see, I could just look into her tiny little eyes and see the word bouncing around in her tiny little noggin. So I found Ingenuosity. it. I pulled it out. <laughs> Genuosity. Um, um, we're starting that word. Starting now. What do you want to talk about? Do you want to go? Um, no, you kick it off. Woo! Girlfriend. All right. So, hmm. Let's start with a story about my aunt that Perry loves. Oh my God. I love this story as well. So my aunt has been married to my uncle, I guess, for, um, 
oh god probably like going on 15 years and they've been together for like 25 <laughs> and very recently uh, my aunt has night terrors very uh, very often and recently she had a she i guess in her sleep was like speaking in tongues like just oh, making Jesus. demonic noises like her voice was it was just very exorcist-esque i forgot you this know? part of the story did you <laughs> it's hilarious you know what it, sorry continue no don't worry um and then so her husband wakes her up and she's like brent why'd you why'd you wake me up and he looks at her Ernest is gonna be eyes wide as saucers and is like do you believe in God? <laughs> it's just so funny. Like, first of all, what a goddamn question to ask at like 3 a.m. after speaking in tongues. Secondly, like, did he never ask her before? Like, did he not know? Like, 25 years. 25 years and he didn't know if she believed in God or not. And that, um, that's insane to me. That's like a good palate cleanser for my family. I feel like that just like ushers it in there. Yeah. But yes. Uh, yeah, I think. I think that's very funny and I wonder if she answered him. I also think that's funny that your uncle didn't say like, are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's make sure she at least believes in God so we can exercise her. At least that. I mean, you know. Is that how you say it? Exercise? God? Oh, yes. Yes. That is how you say it. (laughs) Is it good or God? I've heard both. Jode. Um, chode 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 that is the correct pronunciation we are very religious women my god thinks my jokes are funny um (laughs) yeah you know what my god thinks my (laughs) jokes are funny too i don't really believe in god but i do believe in people laughing at perry oh that's true that is god Um, you i want to throw up because i just said that (laughs) (laughs) you can you absolutely Um, can Oh, one time my brother choked me as a joke at a family reunion. A little choke joke? A little choke little joke. Choke you joke. know, the classic. And um, a very religious and like sweet, but very like earnest and kind of formal, beautiful. <laughs> Just more adjectives. Um it was like my a wife to my cousin i don't know what that would be but she saw him do this and the look of horror on her face <laughs> and we both started laughing but she was like i mean i can't act that out but she was terrified <laughs> i think that the wife of your cousin is actually your wife right legally Is yeah. that how it works yeah i think so that's what i've heard um what's another solid good one okay so my mom is very normal appearing you know like very like normal demeanor like you'd meet her and be like what a normal lovely woman but she like drinks fucking soy sauce does like vinegar shots like (laughs) yeah yeah when she does do like vodka shots she like will like she drinks it as if it were the viscosity of like maple syrup in that she like pours it in and then holds the glass there waiting for drops to drip out and it's like it is dry mama oh my god did she finish a bottle of soy sauce she has she has finished bottles of soy sauce just anyway. drinking them just drinking it and she like whenever we go out to like asian restaurants she'll make a little concoction of vinegar and soy sauce and like chili oil and just leave it there as like a palate cleanser for the end of the meal you know like she's like well i'm so excited for my little and then we'll like just like sip it out of the plate in full view of all humanity <laughs> It's like, girl, girl. She's so put together, but then, you know, we all have our weird things that we do. 
we certainly do that is hers that is absolutely that's one of so hers. funny though thank you so much what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck man um, that would feel i feel like that would be so bitter that's why i was so dehydrated as an infant i came out as a tiny little prune because all she did was like eat salt and drink soy sauce oh <laughs> yes yeah, yes. sorry. My soft spot was shriveled up like a raisin. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, this isn't necessarily a family story, but I go to um, camp. Camp. I go camping every <laughs> summer and with like my friends and family. And one time when I was probably 10 and this my brother's friend was 12 or something he um bought a he bought a machete <laughs> or no you know what he must have been 18 yeah he had to be 18 so Did I you was, say he was 11 with a hair machine to 18 all right yeah sure oh wow this is fake <laughs> you're finding out no it's real and um yeah he he bought a machete and it was a cheap machete but he just bought it to buy it and he would like bring it out at breakfast and stuff to just casually like polish it in front of the family making yeah. deep eye contact yeah. <laughs> yeah it was really scary so that's something that's fun also he framed me i'm not kidding he put a stink bomb in my but he didn't put like throw it so it went off he put a stink bomb in my uh suitcase and was like perry stole one of my stink bombs whoa i know it was a bad thing little devious boy yeah they're mean (laughs) (laughs) fuck that if you're listening to this that guy fuck you i fucking just realized i didn't record this whole thing that's okay that's okay we are still charming hey guys if you're listening on the archive oh okay yes never mind good that's good we're figuring out how to do this thing um i have a similar story to that kind of i guess in that uh very recently i went to a birthday party for a child Mm -hmm. um i didn't know the child that's a bit of a lie i didn't know them i'm not just like wedding crashers but with children's birthday parties um and i had been shown a picture of this child prior uh though i had never met them and family members were like oh like you know you're going to this party like do you know how old the kids turning and i'm like oh i think like 11 or 12 and i get there and it was full on this child's third birthday party so i have no idea how old a child is on site <laughs> i'm but like you, you could be already met the child i had seen them before in life i had not like interacted with them but yes i three <laughs> three Haley. um 11 year olds can form sentences three-year-olds are like bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> well i mean this kid has some rocking hair so i think i was just blinded by the bangs um, does he have bangs and like long hair he's got sweet he's got a sweet mullet going on oh it's really great uh yeah you do they, you mentioned they're a hip couple they're a great couple i feel like i should just talk about how hip they are but i won't yeah I you won't, have guys. been they sound very cool we're gonna meet someday um i yeah i saw a um kid at a park recently because i was watching some other kids for fun (laughs) you you didn't know them you were just observing (laughs) and then i said oh there's another boy i can pay attention to (laughs) wow hire me guys it's perry borders (laughs) i can take care of your kids um 
and he had like long hair and a snapback on and he was oh. probably like five or something and I was like you are cooler than I'll ever be sir <laughs> please take my wallet please. and then his mom came and she was like wearing vinyl leggings no. and was just jacked and I was like what is this fucking family you're amazing just jacked like buff as fuck yeah yeah oh she god. was amazing um, oh god I feel like hot dads and buff moms. Those are the two like cryptids that I long to view in my everyday life. <laughs> Just like what does cryptids mean? Oh, like uh like Bigfoot's a cryptid, uh Loch Ness Monster's mm. a cryptid. Just like cryptozoology is like the study of Have animals. Have you never seen that... them? <laughs> you know, I think he's avoiding They're out me there. after the Loch Ness Monster, who is in fact a lesbian, is avoiding me after uh, we matched on Bumble, so <laughs> I get it. I get it. It's okay. She's not really in the place for a relationship <laughs> right now. And she didn't want to, you know, disappoint me. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's hard to say it, you know, and yeah. she's so big. She's so big. See, that's the first thing that attracted it's me. It's hard her. to get on a computer. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Those touch screens are not really compatible with like a tail, you know, with like a, like a, what's the word? Prehensile. Honestly, um, I don't think you're being grateful enough that she's, talking to you hey i am so fucking grateful <laughs> nessie if you're out there if you can hear me all right home. all right i'm so sorry shouldn't let my personal life get in the way of my profession um oh what's another good story i don't um what's another good like eating story there was one instance where my grown-ass cousin who's fully 30 i walked into his home and he had just eaten a tub of cream cheese and a bot like a, a jar of capers he just eaten it holy fuck <laughs> what is your know. family they look so normal <laughs> yeah he's you know what didn't you tell me that one of your <laughs> what Please. one of your families ate like eggs yellow mustard oh god oh wait oh, sorry. Sorry. oh my god oh my god okay so this is my cousin dale who's like 80 years old and who this is Makes unfortunate sense. when he was a child his head was ran over by a car dark he looks very normal though how i don't know i don't know i don't know <laughs> normally it's like a water a watermelon how could you ever get run over by a car even just the side of your face how could you get run over by a car i don't I don't know, babe. I it was like the forties. I don't fucking know. You but, know what? You um, didn't tell me this, so now this makes sense. <laughs> what he's doing? He would eat like soft boiled, hard boiled eggs. That's um, oxymoron. Like soft boiled eggs with like the runny yolk in the middle, uh, with like gravy and yellow mustard, and just like uh, like sop up. Like you know how you like sop up soup with bread. He would like use the egg as that awful oh my god frankly I awful. just vomited oh i don't blame you and this all was happening in the midst of like the biggest blood feud in my family history and so everyone was like yelling around him and i'm just watching dale like consume <laughs> it was great at least he had that at least he had that <laughs> frankly oh dale oh dale that's really weird why do you have an 80 year old cousin you know, I have a theory that I'm secretly not related to any of the people that my family refers to as my cousins because it's just too convoluted. I'm like, I don't believe. Maybe he's like your seventh cousin. Actually, so I could have kids with him is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, cool. That's Hop on it. That's all is I my point. Okay, Dale sounds like an adventurous boy. <laughs> um, yeah, because I, I have a cousin who is 
like yeah around he's in his late 70s maybe and his name was i met him in norway he's norwegian and he like wore these 1800s explorer pants when we went on a (laughs) hike to a glacier and he was like let's go like he was so like (laughs) he was such a Mountain character goat? huh tiny little mountain goat that's your yeah he was and he, my dad was like my dad hikes all the time and he was like i had to keep up with him like he was going very fast um we took the boat to the glacier the ladies <laughs> took the boat um what was his name i feel bad it's not hermit <laughs> it's like harold or herman herman Herman. oh my god he was so funny i Um, i would like to share a story about perry's dad real quick what he doesn't sweat (laughs) i think i was exaggerating that one time (laughs) no i have observed i've snuck in your tiny little house and made him exert You put him on an elliptical with like those little (laughs) electrodes or whatever they are. He fully does not sweat. That's cool that you guys have such a sweet relationship. (laughs) Yeah, I caress his little head to sleep every night. Were you going to kiss me? (laughs) In general, yeah. What did you go to do? Did you want to tell me something? No, I think I was just laughing. Oh, I I was just gyrating. I'm so sorry. So you just leaned away from the mic. I thought you had to tell me something. No, I'm also kind of sniffling, so I'm leaning away from the mic so that people don't hear my sniffle. We should have a sniffle button. Sniffle cam. They have a cough button. Some people do. Did you hear my little cough? (laughs) Thank you. My lungs are shriveled. They are the size of peanuts. Oh, one time my brother like there's a lot of stories where my brother and i are fighting (laughs) we fought pretty heavily throughout like up until maybe when he turned 20 that's when we stopped fighting like little children and sometimes we still do but in a fun way it used to be like fighting like for real like (laughs) wrestling that kind of deal um and one time when I was maybe like eight or something, he put his hand over my mouth as like kind of a joke. And then I threw up in his mouth <laughs> because it was, jo- I mean, I couldn't breathe. And also I don't know how I timed that out so perfectly. So you just, he was like, oh, God, so disgusting. That's so funny. That's the best defense mechanism is throwing up and <laughs> I'll remember that whenever a guy follows me, I'll just puke in his general direction. I think that if you can um, summon up a poop or a throw up, that 